Welcome to Biz Help For You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here is your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to Biz Help For You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, a link is located under the episode directory on my Voice America page, as well as links for iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abnp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Dr. Kirsten Tallon is a business coach, strategist, and a compassionate catalyst for leaders and entrepreneurs. Her mission is to help a million women to a million dollars to allow for women to achieve greater sense of fulfillment as well as power to make positive changes in the world. She has supported thousands of leaders in moving their organizations to the next level and developing their own leadership capacity. Kirsten has over 20 years of experience with both small and large organizations and brings that expertise to her clients as a seasoned consultant, coach, and guide. Her expertise is in quickly understanding core business challenges and facilitating the implementation of solutions that maximize results and align with business goals and vision. So welcome today, Kirsten. We're so glad to have you. I'm so thrilled to be here, Candy. Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. So what I wanted to start with, first of all, is telling us a little bit more about your background and how you actually got into this industry. So I started my practice when I was still internal in the financial industry, way back in the East Coast, which is um, where I started to see some of the challenges in achieving the results that we were looking to achieve. And I took that opportunity to really start to see what were the challenges, what were getting in the way. And over and over and over again, I discovered uh, as a sales manager and then as um, a sales executive that it was really about culture and clarity of purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I, um, I started in the financial industry. I moved, I shifted into the human resources side of the, of the work when I uh, moved back to the West Coast and supported um, on the social services side, a mental health provider for children. And again, we, we, with a different mission, still were struggling and challenged to meet um, our objectives. And I, in exploring it, I discovered it really comes down to clarity of purpose and, uh, you know, the culture that supports the effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I got my MBA while I was doing uh, my banking, and then I um, went ahead and pursued my doctorate when I was working as the HR director. Um, trying to figure out how do we how do we achieve success in healthy ways as uh, as an organization, um, and and then I launched my business shortly thereafter, almost twenty years ago. Wow, fabulous! I mean, I like what you said is finding that success in healthy ways. That's right, important. right? <laughs> well, because when I first started to do my research, um, I 
I eventually changed my topic, but when I first entered, I was going to do my research on, um, you know, truthfully, it was why are CEOs psychotic? <laughs> That's how I felt at that moment. I was like, why are, why are we all crazy when we, when we, you know, hit the higher echelons? It's not true. That's not the truth. But um, sometimes it feels that way when you're in the trenches and you're not quite understanding, you know, why, why is leadership doing what they're doing? Right. Makes sense. But yes, when we're overworked and stressed and things like that too, and I'm not even in that, you know, I'm CEO of my own company, but compared to big companies, yeah, not even the same. Right. But yeah, let's talk about our topic for today. So let's start with the first question or what are the foundational keys to building a high performance culture? So when you think about high performance culture, I, I it might help if I explain what I feel is is a high performance culture mm-hmm. because I, I think it might it's shifting. I get the the sense that we're kind of shifting our definition of high performance culture, and and that is it goes back to what I said earlier about you know achieving your your goals in a healthy way. Um, I define high performance cultures as you know, organizations who um, have, you know, big visions, who achieve their mission and the goals that they've established, and while doing so, do it in a very, in a healthy way, sustainable, a healthy, sustainable way. Mm-hmm. And so important. when you, when, yeah, so when you think about that, um, some of the keys are that you have an engaged, empowered workforce. Mm-hmm. Are, um, go ahead. I was going to say, when you said engage to that made me think, I don't remember if I'm remembering the statistic correctly or not, but I heard something like sometimes like 75% of your workforce is not really engaged in their job. And I could be wrong on the statistic, no, but are Yeah, I don't have the stats right in front of me. I was just uh, uh, doing some work on that. But uh, yes, there's, um, it's over 60% of your, of your employees are not engaged. And what's even... I think more um, concerning is that um, there's a big percentage of those who are not engaged that are act not not just not engaged, but they're actively disengaged and actively mm. promoting others to disengage. Mm. So it, it's critical um, in high performing cultures that um, you create a, a culture in which employees are engaged. And they're engaged in part because they're empowered to um, make decisions about how they do their work and they can contribute, they feel like they're contributing to the bigger purpose of Mm -hmm. the organization. And in order to have that, you know, your um, highly engaged employees, um, they need to know where you're going and they have to have a shared understanding of of the direction, the purpose. And the values um, or the, the kind of the agreement around how we're going to treat each other are. So that's one. And then the second is you have to have a, a leadership team that um, engages with the employees and is clear and consistent in their communication and their, the directions that mm-hmm. they're providing. Definitely something that leaders need to be taking into consideration too. I mean, there's so many different leadership styles, but making sure that your style is not, you know, causing your employees to disengage. Absolutely. And with all of that, the I, I consider the framework 
or the skeleton of it is, do you have a clear plan of action? Is everyone clear on the purpose of your organization, the vision, the mission, um, your strategic goals, mm-hmm. and you know the values that you all are abiding by? Well, I think that takes us right into what is strategic planning? So some people, when I, when I talk about strategic planning, um, they can't help but start to yawn (laughs) 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 or roll their eyes. Um, And those are kind of the better reactions. Sometimes it's just like, oh my gosh, I hate strategic planning. Um, But, but really strategic planning is, uh, is the key to success in that it is a process that allows you to have a shared understanding of, of your vision, um, your mission and your goals. So mm-hmm. there's a quote that I love to think of when I, when I talk to people about strategic planning. Um, and that quote, uh, Dwight Eisenhower um, stated that um, plans are useless. Planning is essential. Hmm. And so whenever you talk about what is strategic planning, it is the process of, of going through um, you know, a, a um, strategic analysis of the environment, of your strengths, weaknesses. Given those two things, what are the opportunities um, and what are the threats that you face as a business? Mm-hmm. And the key piece of this is that you do this together, that you do this in collaboration with your you know, key employees and um, and stakeholders. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, what you just mentioned, for those who may have heard the term, the SWOT analysis, I guess mm-hmm. we should throw that out there because they may not have known what that actually was when they've heard yeah. the term. So now that you've defined it, that will help them know what that is. So well, then why yeah, is uh, it so important, though? Like, obviously, they need to be doing the planning, but they may not think it's all that important. You know, so why is it important? And maybe how often should be how often should it be done? Sure. So, okay, there's a couple of things when we talk about the importance of strategic planning, and I want to just step back for a moment and, mm-hmm. um, and, and really kind of identify some of the challenges that businesses and, and, and you know, CEOs and, and leaders face. And, um, and that, you know, I've never, ever talked to anyone uh, who's, who told me they have more resources, more time, more money than they know what to do with <laughs> right <laughs> right <laughs> i we're all um you know everything is about resource management and and um the the phrase that we hear more and more is you know we just have to do more with less mm-hmm. and yeah you hear that a lot and actually i had a um a colleague that I really respect a lot was uh, we were talking and um and he said you know i don't believe in that and in fact, I think we need to do less with less, mm. but we need to do less better. Mm, now, point. I don't know if I agree with that either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I think it just depends. But the, the importance of strategic planning is that uh, it allows for uh, 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 leaders and businesses to shift from a reactive crisis management, never having enough time, resources, um, money, um, not being able to prioritize, uh, scrambling to meet the needs of customers, you know, just this kind of reactive place where they feel overwhelmed and, um, and might have great ideas but know, don't know how they're going to get there. 
mm-hmm. um, to a place where um, you're clear about your priorities. Everyone is in agreement about what is the most important, second most important thing to do. Um, everyone knows what the long-term outlook is, where you're, where you're headed, and, um, and can make decisions on a moment-to-moment basis that aligns with that long-term goal and vision and mission. And over time, those moment-to-moment decisions that people are enabled to make because they're engaged and have clarity of purpose and clarity of direction, um, that they got through the strategic plan and the strategic planning process allows for the shifts to occur that continue to move you closer and closer to your desired outcomes. Mm-hmm. So as you were talking to, I had a thought because you were saying, you know, have this done with like some of your key employees or, you know, things like that too. So what about the person who's really just a sole proprietor on their own and it's, you know, they're not sure what to do. Should they still just try to go through this on their own? Should yeah. they reach out to a coach? Like what would you suggest to someone who's a sole proprietor and doesn't really have a team? So a couple quick things. One, you can do this on your own. Uh, absolutely. I've created, I've gone through my strategic plan um, on my own before and, um, and it has provided clarity and direction for me. Um, I do think it's helpful to have other uh, colleagues supporting you in, um, in that process. And so whether you have a trusted advisory group, I know I have a trusted advisory group of, of uh, colleagues Mm-hmm. that we support each other through things like strategic thinking. So while I might not sit down with them for the whole strategic planning process, I'll go out and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or mm-hmm. what do you see in the environment? Um, because we all have blinders on and we don't always see um, the full you know, the full perspective. So I think those, you know, partnering up at least in parts of those, talking to your customers finding out what they see, what they need, what they feel your strengths are, what they feel your gaps are, can be very helpful as well. Okay, and I think we have time for one more question before we go to break. So a lot of people talk about creating a vision statement. So does that really matter? And if so, why? Oh, it absolutely matters. It is the most important thing. And in fact, I I think you need to have a vision statement for your business Absolutely. And I personally believe that we need a vision statement for every domain of our life as a leader and within our own organization, within our own business. So not to overcomplicate or make it seem overwhelming, but your vision is is what you want to happen because of the work you do. So what's the um, end state? What's your vision for where you want to be in the long run? And so when you have a clear, inspiring um, vision that you can say to yourself every moment of every day, it can guide your decisions. And more importantly, it gives you the strength to say no to the things that don't serve your vision. And I think like we talked about earlier about having, you know, the engaged employees, if you have a strong vision and they see what that vision is, they're going to be more engaged in their business because what they're doing is making an impact on reaching that goal, correct? Absolutely. You look at any research on how do you build a high-performing team or high-performing culture and it's clarity of uh, vision, clarity of mission. Um, 
and uh, and it's the key to making sure that everyone's rowing in the same direction at the same speed. Because if mm-hmm. you don't have that shared vision, people are going to be going in different directions. Right. Um, one of the keys that maybe we'll have time to talk about is, you know, how do you help to create that shared vision? Because once you have the vision, then you got to make sure everyone feels as connected to it as you do as the as the owner, as the leader. Right. And I would assume that's even more important with the larger companies than smaller. Like if you have a couple people, I mean, it's important no matter what, but I would think the larger you are, the more important that vision is. I, I, well, you know, I'll, I'll say that the larger you are, the more important that you or the more work you have to do to make sure people understand the vision um, and are connected to it. But, you know, small companies don't have a lot of wiggle room. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of fat on the bones. So um, you want to make sure as a small company that you're very clear and about your vision and that every single team member, vendor, supporter is as well. I Perfect. actually think it's more important for small businesses. <laughs> so good for us to think through like what we need to be doing. But it is time for us to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue to chat with Kirsten about how to implement purpose and strategic planning in business. You're listening to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer on Voice America Internet Radio. We'll be right back after this brief commercial break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. In the last segment, Kirsten Talon told us about her background and how she got into assisting entrepreneurs with strategic planning. Now, let's continue our discussion. So, Kirsten, how can we connect with our employees regarding our vision? So, it's um, so critical that we make sure that everyone understands that vision and and feels really connected to it. Um, Not just like that's, oh, that's that that's a pretty statement or that's a great idea but wow i i personally care about that vision and i really want to do something to make it happen and so you know one way is if you do have a even if you have a couple employees um if you can help them or if you can invite them to come with you in the creation of the vision statement it can be helpful mm-hmm. but if you um if you Create on your own, um, and even if you don't have employees, but you have support like um, vendors that you work with that you work closely with, uh, it helps for you to say, "Okay, here's my here's my vision, and here's why I think it's so important. Here's how I think it affects you," and mm-hmm. and 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 talk to them about it. So, for example, you know, as you mentioned, you know, my my vision is to help a million women to a million dollars. And it's it's not the dollars as much as it's just this concept that as women entrepreneurs, I want to see more and more women entrepreneurs breaking through um, what has been in the past, the kind of the thresholds of uh, profit. And I think the more that they do that, the more of a positive impact we'll, we can have on the world. And, um, and so when I work with... Um, um, you know, my virtual team or my, you know, my, the consultants that I work with, uh, we, we talk about that. What does that mean for you? Why, why do you care about that particular mission? And, and what impact does it have on your life personally? And mm-hmm. once they have that connection, then we talk about, okay, what is it that you're doing today that's helping support that particular vision? Mm-hmm. And, and you just mentioned virtual team too. So that actually made me think uh, how important it is really to make them feel connected too, because being virtual, they could feel distant. Absolutely. And we, you know, and, and it's whether you have a virtual team that's um, outsourced or a virtual team that just so many people are working with team members that are located in other, other parts of the, of the, of the world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, starting each each time we talk, starting with okay, what's our vision? What are we here to do ultimately? Um, and then, and then continuing on with the rest of your discussion, whatever that is, um, does help everyone stay connected. Because if you're looking to create employees who are engaged and who are doing their best effort to achieve a common goal. It's really important that they are very clear every day about what that goal is and what that, that ultimate outcome that you're looking to achieve is and, and that they care about it. Mm-hmm. So how can I create an inspiring purpose? All right. So I want to just uh, spend just a moment talk. We've been talking about vision. Um, and so vision is that, um, can I just define the difference really quick between a vision and purpose? Yes, it will help. Okay, good. So vision is 
I like to say, what happened because we were here? What happened because we do what we do? That's the ultimate outcome that we're looking to achieve. Purpose is kind of more like who we be. Um, Who are we as a business? And um, so there's a couple ways to look at it. But really, I think the best way is just to say, okay, why did we even start this business in the first place? Mm-hmm. What were we, um, you know, what are some of those, what's, what's our DNA as a business? And I, you know, working with solo entrepreneurs or even small businesses that are still in, you know, that are growing, it's, it really comes back to the founder. You know, mm-hmm. why did you start this business? Right. Um, and so that's the purpose. That's the deeper reason that we, um, that we exist. And so asking those questions, why did I start? What matters the most to us? What, um, you know, what is it that we feel is um, uh, non-changing? What, you know, what is the DNA of our, of our um, business? You know, those types of questions help you, um, kinda, I like, uncover the deeper purpose. Mm-hmm. And the impact we want to have, I guess. Absolutely. Well, you know, and impact ultimately, absolutely. So when we think about it, so, you know, my max potentials, we're looking to really promote women entrepreneurship. um, And the deeper purpose of that is to, you know, we're here to create a healthy, a healthy world. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what, you know, that's the deeper purpose. Anything we do, it's about creating a healthier healthier world. And, um, and that runs through anything that we do. And that's the deeper purpose. Mm-hmm. The way we do it, the vision that, you know, is, is through that, um, is to help women grow their businesses. Well, it's so important to think about because I, I mean, I personally didn't intend to be an entrepreneur, right? right? Kind of the, it kind of showed up in my, <laughs> my world and I ended up going down that path. But I, I also felt like, I wasn't necessarily prepared in ways that I should have been like even talking about this. Did I define a vision or a purpose or do strategic planning or any of that when I started? Of course I didn't because I didn't even expect to be a business owner, right? Where some people know I want to be an entrepreneur. Here's my goal. I'm going to get there. And what do they do to get there? And they're planning for it. So I think that could be part of why people don't too is differing reasons of why the business even started. That's right. Absolutely. And, you know, and with those different reasons that the business started, you know, if you're like, I want to be an entrepreneur, I want to grow, you know, these, you know, big businesses or, you know, profitable businesses, then, you know, you're going to come in with a different energy than, you know, I want to serve, you know, I want to support people and better, um, you know, and better doing the work that they do. Um, and so it's a, diff- it's a different energy that you bring into it. Mm-hmm. Well, and so I just mentioned one reason why people don't do strategic planning, probably like they just, you know, didn't even intend to be a business owner and didn't know where to start. Right. Right. Um, but I'm sure there's other reasons oh, why. So, so what do reasons. you think? There's so many reasons. Well, one is because people, some, I find that a lot of people are like, well, I'm not big enough yet to do strategic planning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and my answer to that is, if you absolutely, you have to do it. I mean, almost like the smaller you are, the more you probably need it because you don't have a lot of backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so, so one is that, you know, I'm not big enough. Another is that I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Again, if you, if the answer is I don't have time to do strategic planning, um, 
the the response is you don't have time not to do it mm-hmm. because the you know if you can dedicate a little bit of time to thinking about who are we what are we here to do you know what are the goals that will help us achieve that then when you are deciding between you know this you know this option or that option you can make a more conscious choice about what will help you achieve your longer term goals. So, Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So another reason that people say is because they, you know, don't have time. Um, And then most people just, it seems too overwhelming. It seems like it's just, it's a big thing that takes up a lot of time and need a lot of resources. Um, And, uh, and, and that's also a myth that I, you know, it could, it can. The company mm-hmm. spent a lot of money, you know, creating strategic plans and doing a bunch of stuff, but it can also be pretty simple um, and uh, just a creative process. So and those I are think, a couple. Oh, that go ahead. No, that's it. I was just going to say, I know we started talking before about different parts of kind of the plan. We talked about SWOT analysis, but can you just explain maybe a little more detail, specifically the important parts of that strategic planning and why are yeah, they important? Absolutely. So I take a little different approach than, um, than some around strategic planning. I, th- I like to um, think about it as a very uh, or, um, as organic creative process as you can get to create some new perspectives. Um, one of the first steps always has to be to create a strong and inspiring vision for your future because you want to have that um, ultimate outcome as a, um, as a North star as you're mm-hmm. doing your planning. Um, and then the next piece that is uh, critically important is to gather the wisdom from your business up to date. So, you know, you've already had a lot of experiences you have a foundation upon which you're growing. And so to look at some of the successes in the past, some of the challenges that you've overcome, I like to say do a little timeline um, of your business um, so that you can build for the future based on a knowledge of what you've already accomplished mm-hmm. um, to identify some of the strengths and, um, and some of the, the gaps or weaknesses in your business because it's really important to understand both. Now, what I discover is that um, it's hard to um, look at that with a fresh perspective because we kind of have an idea before we start. Mm -hmm. And so I I like to say that um, this process of, I call it shining a light in the shadows. Uh, It's called, I call it uncovering um, constraints in your business or contradictions. Um, is a critical piece of the strategic planning process. You have to look at what is real in your business or in the industry or in the environment that we're in that is going to prevent you from achieving your vision and your mission if you don't do something about it. Mm-hmm. So that's a key part of the process. Um, and then once you've I, you know done all of that, you've taken a look at the strengths and the, the weaknesses in your business, and some of the opportunities that you see, um, so you brainstorm some possibilities, like different ways that you could achieve your vision. Um, then it's about narrowing down to some key strategic directions or strategic goals that you feel are critical to achieving um, future success. 
Mm-hmm. And the key part here with strategic planning is you want to make sure that those strategic level goals aren't, you don't have 20, you know, right. you, you have just a few of those big goals, those big directions, you know, one that kind of addresses customers, one that addresses, you know, your internal um, processes and, and your team, um, one that looks at the financial piece of it. Um, and so that they're all balanced and supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And then the, one of the problems that people often um, worry about when they're doing strategic planning, probably should have mentioned it early, why people don't do strategic planning is because they spend time creating this great strategic plan, but then it just sits there. Mm. And and it's, you know, you, you came up with great ideas and then, you know, it's not implemented. You keep on doing business as usual. So um, what I feel is a critical piece of this planning process is to come up with your first uh, 90-day plan, uh, implementation plan, so that you start getting success and gaining traction right away. So I think then this probably will be the last question before we go to break again, too. But you just talked about starting to implement it. So how would someone start to put it into action? So it once you have these um, kind of just the few big strategic goals that um, you feel are important to um, success of your business, then you want to identify what are some ways, some, I like to say, um, tactics or uh, small strategies that will help you achieve that particular goal. So let's just say that um, as a business owner, one of my goals is that I I want to um, expand our reach Let's say I'm regional, and one of the goals, strategic goals, is that we we, we want to regionalize. I mean, we want to um, become a national leader in our in our particular industry. Well, there's a bunch of things that we will need to do in order to achieve that goal, and so we'll we'll have brainstormed that and looked at that. Now we have to say, okay, what's the first, second, third, fourth thing that we want to do of all the things, all of the ideas that we came up with? What are we going to do first? Mm. And, um, and then convert that into, okay, of that, what are the actual steps we have to take this month, next month, and the third month, the next 90 days? Who's in charge of it? How much time is it going to take? How much money is it going to take? And are there any preceding actions that we have to, to think about in order for that to be successful? Hmm. And that really makes it real. And what right. I usually see is that people are like, oh, well, maybe that's a six-month plan, not a 90-day plan. Or, um, <laughs> you know, well, we got to, if we want to do that first, we have to do this other thing. So it really helps take that big picture strategic plan and move it into action steps. Well, and even if it doesn't happen exactly as they intend, at least they're taking steps to try to implement it. So if they thought it was going to be 90 days and it takes six months, at least they're moving in the right direction. Well, it's so, yeah, absolutely. It always takes longer than we think, but that you have something that you continue to build. I just was working with an organization that I worked on doing these strategic, uh, the strategic plan with, and they had a two-year plan, and they called me um, after four years and they said, hey, we just, we just achieved those goals that we all worked on, and we wanted to have kind of an after-mission um, exploration of what worked and what didn't. And we went back in, and they were so happy to just share all of the successes. What they mm-hmm. said was, yeah, it took a lot longer than we thought, um, but because we had the plan, we always were able to go right back to it. 
and we yeah. never lost, you know, lost touch of it. Um, and I, and that's what, that is one of the power um, pieces of a strategic plan that is quickly converted into an action plan. Mm-hmm. That's perfect timing, though. It's now time to take another quick break. So be sure to hang around, hear more from Kirsten Talent of Max Potentials about the strategic planning, and we're going to be right back after this brief commercial break. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you up late at night after a long day's work trying to do your bookkeeping? Are you frustrated with your lack of QuickBooks knowledge or feel you don't understand it at all? Do payroll tax calculations and reporting stress you out? Whether you're a sole proprietor or an officer of a corporation, Affordable Bookkeeping and Payroll Services is here to help. We work with overwhelmed entrepreneurs to remove the burden of bookkeeping and payroll tasks, giving them peace of mind and the freedom to do the parts of the business they love. Our bookkeeping clients include service-based businesses such as medical offices, fast food restaurants, landscapers, and gyms. We also assist franchise owners to create the necessary reports to submit each month. We are a full-service payroll company, assisting clients of 1 to 120 employees. We offer full and self-service options. If you're ready to offload tasks that burden you, reach out to us today at 310-534-5577 or email contact at abandp.com. Call us today. Have peace of mind tonight. If you are interested in the business of rental equipment, be sure to check out Rental Equip Talk Radio with host Donald Charbonnet. We talk to some of the top names in the rental industry, as well as cover topics that include safety, training, fleet management, legal issues, and more. We'll also cover the history and future of the rental equipment industry. Rental Equip Talk Radio can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to BizHelp for You. If you have a question or comment about the show, send us an email to media at abnp.com. That's media at abandp.com. Now, back to BizHelp for You. Welcome back to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Today I'm chatting with Kirsten Talent of Max Potentials. Let's continue to discuss how we can lead our team to be high performers with purpose. So, Kirsten, how do you get your team members on board with a strategic plan? Well, that's, a, that's the key question, and that's the key kind of success factor for, um, for, for a high-performing culture. And the easiest way is just to include them wherever you can in the planning process. So whether they're there uh, through each exercise, each kind of exploration, or if the owner um, is creating it, if they go back out and say, hey, here's what I'm thinking. What do you think? Does this make sense? What else would you add? What changes would you make? Um, and then uh, demonstrate a commitment to that feedback by making changes um, that make sense mm-hmm. to the plan. But the, the, I think the most important part is to really 
allow as much participation as possible. And I just want to share, I, you know, I um, mentioned earlier that I do do this, uh, I do this annually, I do a uh, revisit of my strategic plan annually, and probably every two years, I start from scratch entirely. And, um, and so during that time, I end up plastering my living room walls with post-it, you know, like, you know, big, huge chart paper and, and I leave pens out and I, you know, just kind of, cause it, for me, it's a real creative process. Well, a couple years ago, I, I was doing that. And, um, my daughter who was eight at the time, uh, started to, I, I noticed that she was, you know, kind of mentioning it. All of a sudden she started putting up her own words on, on my boards for my strategic plan. And, um, and so in things like I had left my vision statement uh, blank, not because I didn't have it, but because I was just kind of like keeping, uh, um, just kind of thinking, keeping an open space. And she went in and an eight-year-old girl went in and said, help women grow their businesses. Mm. I mean, she spelled everything wrong, but <laughs> she, she wrote it out there and, okay. and it struck me and she added a value to my values piece. Mm-hmm. And, um, and two things struck me in that. One, people want to participate. They want mm-hmm. to be part of that process. And two, if you share it, if an eight-year-old can understand you know, my business plan, which isn't, or my strategic plan, which isn't a simple strategic plan, but if an eight-year-old can understand it, your, you know, our team members can understand it right. and apply it and add to it. So, so that's the biggest piece. And then the, the other piece is you have to manage to it after you develop it. Mm-hmm. So if you develop it and then don't ever mention any part, any of the, you know, if you're not measuring to those uh, directions, strategic goals, if you're not bringing up the vision with every meeting, if you're not sharing why I made this decision, because it's actually more reflective of our purpose than this other option that we had, um, then you, you won't, you won't be able, you won't be doing what you need to do. But if you you do that, if you bring it up every day, if you measure to your goals, if you explain your decisions based on your purpose, your vision, your values, then people get it. Right. Well, it makes me think, again, this might be a little bit easier on the smaller end if you have a few employees and you can go over it and really share and get everyone on board. And I would think it would be harder and harder, like the larger your company gets. So how does a company actually kind of get the buy-in for, like, say they have big departments of people even? Yeah. And, you know, like, can you maybe explain how that potentially could happen? Absolutely. So, you know, it's an iterative process um, to create the plan. So in that case, you, what, what I like to see is when we're doing a strategic plan that you bring in people from each level of the organization and from different areas of the organization to participate in the strategic planning process. You can't have everyone join it, but you can have representatives mm-hmm. um, from different parts. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go out and survey and ask questions of your team members, employees before you start the uh, survey and include that or before you start the planning and include that um, into the planning um, uh, process. And then each step of the way, because plans usually, you know, you need to do this in, in a step-by-step and iterative process. You can't sit down there in one day and I've never seen a good plan come out of a forced one day 
like mm-hmm. all one day, you know, and you kind of right. need some time to let things marinate. So each time you, you end a meeting, you come up with a uh, plan for how you're going to share the information, what you're going to take out. You take out what you did that particular planning session. You share it with all your, give everyone an opportunity to hear it. You collect the feedback with gratitude um, and then you take it back to the strategic planning committee and you say, okay, here's what we heard. What can we implement based on this feedback? Mm-hmm. So just let people know that you're there, you're listening, you want their feedback and input and, and then listen to them. Well, and that just made me think of something else. So let's say, you know, you've taken people's feedback, you put together this strategic plan You've implemented it and, you know, I don't know how long down the road, but let's say six months or nine months down the road, you know, they're hearing, you know, some feedback that, you know, some things just really aren't what they expected or working. And I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe even the whole group of people or maybe it's just one or two, but what would a business owner or, you know, a corporate officer or different people do if they started implementing some things and now they're just maybe hearing some feedback about maybe something's not working right? Right. I mean, well, it's so critical. All, you know, I've got a leak who says all plans are wrong. <laughs> and the truth is that you, you, you create the best plan based on what you know in any given time. But once you begin to implement it, um, we live in a dynamic world with a lot of changes. Um, and therefore, what we thought was going to be the case isn't always um, or it just doesn't it doesn't roll out the same way that we envisioned it. We have to be willing to monitor and adjust. And so whenever you, the, the way that you really keep team members on board and the way that you get long-term success is by just planning to re, um, reassess and revise on an ongoing basis. I would say at least quarterly. Mm-hmm. Take a look at where you are, what the plan is, look at the data that you're collecting, how are things working, and be willing to revise. And just really quick, I'll just share, share I've been, I I just finished a strategic planning process with a large organization and it was a a revisit. We created a strategic plan. They implemented it for a year and then they got some new leadership. They wanted to uh, revisit it. We started the process as we always do with vision, mission. Do we need to make any changes? They said, absolutely not. Those are solid. We go through this entire process and we're truly just about ready to cut the cake and say, yay, we're done. And um, the executive looked over to me, the CEO looked over to me and said, you're going to kill me, but I don't like our vision. Mm. And, and I turned to, and we just said, okay, well then let's look at it. And so we brought it. I said, why? And he shared his thoughts about that. I said, well, let's talk to the full team. And we turned to the team and he said, you know, I, I'd like to ask you, are you willing to adjust the vision? This is my thoughts. And here's what I'm, you know, the adjustment I'm thinking we could make. And the team were so relieved. They're like, gosh, we didn't think about that. We, we, we said yes to it. But now that you mention it, it was not hitting our needs. And mm-hmm. so they were just thrilled to have a better vision. And so, you know, just if, it, if it's right, people will know it. Mm-hmm. And so that tells us don't be afraid, even in that process, when you think you've got it, you know, down to make those changes. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the process itself has you looking at things a little differently. So um, what you thought at the beginning, it, it might change throughout the process. Mac, I hope it does. I think that mm-hmm. means that you're really taking it seriously. Well, and our businesses are going to be ever-changing anyway. They're not going to be stagnant. So we're going to have to continue looking at things and updating them as you know time goes on. 
And, you know, I think that's important to recognize, especially when we think about the strategic planning is that, um, you know, you can move uh, a lot more agilely, you know, you, you have a lot more um, ability to shift and change if you are kind of on solid, balanced ground. Mm-hmm. And so I think the strategic plan gives you that solid ground. And then you're able to kind of like an athlete shift and move based on the changing environment around you. Mm-hmm. So then how can I lead my team to be high performers? So, you know, there's this uh, book, if you like reading, I'm going to recommend to anyone listening that this is um, a great book. It's Patrick Lencioni, um, L-E-N-C-I-O-N-I, Lencioni. And he has a book called uh, The Five Dysfunctions of a Team. And, mm-hmm. um, and it's a fable. It's kind of written like a fable. Um, but ultimately, what he's saying is there are five functions of a high-performing team. And the first, the base, is trust. You mm. have to create trust with your team members. And they have to trust you. You have to trust them. Um, and then once you have a strong foundation of trust, then you're able to get into healthy conflict around you know issues challenges um, so that you can better meet the needs of your customers and um, and your business you can't have clear commitments unless you have conflict so once you have the ability to have discussions and disagreements and come to uh, shared agreements then you can commit to action and then hold yourself and others accountable Mm. And um, and then the final piece of a high-performing team, according to Lencioni and my experience as well, is that you are always focused on your results. And that really brings us back to, do you have results to focus on and are you all in agreement about those results? Right. And, and that's your strategic plan. So then how can I keep my team focused on my purpose with the same excitement that I have? Oh, yeah. So um, I, you know, that's one of the biggest challenges when I'm talking to leaders, business leaders, is that, you know, I care, you know, I, I care so much about my customers. And, and um, when I'm giving an effort, you know, I give 120 percent, um, you know, and my team members might not, mm-hmm. you know, their 100 percent might not be the same as my 100 percent. Right. And, you know, not to be a broken record, but the more clear we are on what success is to us and the more we have a shared definition of it the more likely we're going to come closer to the same outcomes mm-hmm. and so um, one thing is making sure is going back to that at the beginning when we were talking about what is our shared goal what is our vision for the future and why does it matter to you personally mm-hmm and it might be different, like why I care about our vision might be a little different than why you care about our vision. But if we both care about that same vision with, you know, personal passion, it's going to be a lot easier for people to show up with the same excitement that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then bringing it constantly, just, re- you know, you got to be refreshed yourself and bring that energy every day. The moment you aren't showing excitement about a vision and a purpose is the moment that your team members are going to start losing interest and excitement as well. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a great topic of discussion today. And I wanted to see if you had something that you'd like to offer to our listeners. I, I do. Well, I, you know, we've been talking a lot about strategic planning and I've been throwing out different pieces of the process. And what I thought that your listeners would might find helpful is just a, a 
simple, easy way to understand the steps to strategic planning. So I've put together a, um, a, a resource guide on the simple steps to creating a powerful strategic plan and some steps to uh, implementing that plan going forward. Well, that sounds like it's going to be super helpful. So hopefully they will reach out to you. So how would they do that? How could they reach out to you? Uh, what links would you suggest they sure. you know, the best use? The best way to um, access this is by uh, uh, the following link. So uh, maxpotentials with an S dot com forward slash simple steps. Okay. And if anyone wants to find you, do you have like a Facebook page, LinkedIn, any of that that you'd want to share? I do. Um, Facebook, it's Kirsten Taylon, K-E-I-R-S-T-E-N, Taylon, T-A-I-L-L-O-N, and the same with LinkedIn. Uh, Kirsten Taylon, PsyD at LinkedIn. Well, I apologize. I was saying your name incorrectly, no. <laughs> but that's what happens when you get married. And I know. I, don't I just know got your married pronunciation. and my husband me. He says <laughs> I pronounce it wrong, too. <laughs> oh, no. But I'm so glad that you were able to join us today. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in as well. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions about how to implement strategic planning and the power of purpose. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Kirsten at any of the links she shared, or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. Next week's topic is three key legal steps to structuring your business for success. I hope you can join us for this presentation. And please remember, you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn, And my website is www.abandp.com. Links can be found on my Voice America page. Remember to tune in each Tuesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you can't join us for the live show, you can find the episode saved on the business channel on www.voiceamerica.com or find the podcast posted on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to Biz Help for You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a terrific week.